Hello, hello, beautiful So Welcome to the Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibova, an alignment woman's coach who guides women to intuitively connect with their inner vision so they can experience personal and professional magnetism and become unapologetically abundant. My mission is to empower visionaries who are on the path to embody their fullest self-expression, to soulfully expand into a quantum leap in all dimensions of their lives. Each week, I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, purpose, and even bigger impact in this world. No more hiding, no more playing it small. It's time to step up and up-level your life now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. And I, let's let's turn it around. My heart, it's so joyful because I have Samantha Cho here. <laughs> we met in a beautiful mastermind with Ambrari Lago and we both love her deeply. I know that I can speak for some for this. She was an amazing speaker and her energy and her story were moving so many people in the room. I know I was so moved by it myself. So I knew that her wisdom, her heart gets to be here today with us. So Samantha, thank you so much for being here today. And, you know, for not only being here today, but for showing up, I know that you show up so rarely, so vulnerably, so openly. And it's not all like the highlights as many people can be sharing, but you're really sharing all the lows, all the depths, all the tools and everything that really helped you on your journey. So women can resonate with you on such a deeper level. So thank you so much for being here today and every day. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. And I knew the minute we connect, we didn't, it was before we even spoke together, but I just saw you in your own light, in your own energy and the way that you engage with everyone, I knew immediately that there was some connection there that I wanted to learn more about. So I'm so happy we made it to this point today. Thank you. And I feel like this is just the beginning, really, you know, because it, it's like the energies don't lie, right? Like you really connect with people on energetic level first, and then you can decide if you want this person in your life. And I feel like the universe, God source always shows you why the person it's meant to be there, even if it's different reasons than we thought. So before we go into your story and how beautifully and powerfully you're impacting other people's lives, I mentioned to you, I like starting my podcast a little bit differently. I didn't say how. <laughs> I like surprises. I'm excited. <laughs> it's a positive surprise. It's like the pleasant surprise. So if you're open to that, Sam, I would love to take you on a short guided meditation, which can help with the rush start of the day for both of us, I feel like. <laughs> So if you're that. open to it, I would love for you just to gently close your eyes and taking a deep breath in through your nose, releasing through your mouth and getting really comfortable on your chair, breathing in and out. Your body and mind are slowing down. Last deep breath in. Everything is falling away. Everything is rolling out. And you're starting to feel a beautiful lightness in your body. 
in your body, it's expanding into your room, into your house. You're feeling the expansiveness and lightness of your being and everything around you feels so bright and vibrant. And when your heart is sinking with your breath and your body relaxing, I would love for you to visualize a beautiful summer day in your favorite place on the beach house of your family. And you are talking with them, enjoying every single moment. Your son is running around and laughing and playing. And your heart is so, so, so full. And when you are there, you're sipping on your favorite drink, looking into the sun, looking into the ocean. What is the one thing you would love your younger self to know? What would you tell her? So she remembers these moments, so she knows what she's going towards. What would you wish you know as a younger self? Don't rush. Mm. So beautiful. Everything is perfect as it is. Samantha, I feel like we all needed to really hear this message. And I bet the sun and the ocean breeze and the laughing family, it's so much more fun than coming back to your living room. But I would love to invite you back into this room, into this space, feeling relaxed, rejuvenated. How are you feeling? Very good. Beautiful. I feel like it's so important that we really slow down, you know, taking shower after gym, like you were today at the gym. Um, and I'm like, oh, I gotta be there. I gotta be on time. I gotta get ready. I gotta support my husband before I jump on my podcast. I'm like, Petya, breathe. Petya, slow down. Like, this is really not good for us and our nervous system. And I know in the last past month, Samantha, you were also working a lot on your nervous system and, and really shifting how you're feeling. So would you be please open to share with our audience? You don't have to like tell the whole story because we could be here like hours. I know you're such a beautiful storyteller, but what are some of like the breaking points, breaking through moments in your life that shift you on a different path of your life? And, you know, sometimes we feel like we have to get on our knees and really have a you know, get onto the bottom of all. I don't believe that, but I feel that there are always this breakthrough, breakdown, shifting moments that change our trajectory of our life. So I would love to hear about some of those moments in your life before we share with the audience where you are today. There are many, many moments. I was blessed with a mother who, I, she definitely, we had the second Saturn return, um, you know, and later in life, but she had it at a beautiful time where um, she stepped into her own awareness and then kind of that awareness overflowed onto us as, as kids with me and my siblings. And that brought me into um, the awareness of just how I was existing on the earth and my role in creating everything that was my reality. And so I reflect on many, many moments some were bigger some were micro moments but for me the 
I would say hands down the biggest pivotal moment was having my son, giving birth to my son four years ago. And that was the moment that I could no longer perpetuate the things that I knew were not what I wanted. He did not become my excuse. He became my reason to make those changes. Because I think, especially as parents, we say, well, we can't leave our job or we can't leave this relationship. We can't do X, Y, Z because we have a child. And for me, I was like, I have to leave my job, which I did. I have to leave my relationship, his father, which I did. Right. And that was the single-handedly scariest, most dark time I've ever experienced, but it was the portal to the light. It took me some time, but I got there and I'm here now. That is really powerful, you know, because again, like I feel like sometimes darkness come into our life to remind us of the light and of the possibility. So what are some things that help you on your journey? Because of course, not everyone who is listening has a baby and is going through the shifts, right? But we all experience the times that we are feeling like something has to change, something has to shift. And I absolutely love how you said that, you know, my it, it became my, my reason, not my excuse, because it's so easy to say, oh, I cannot do that because versus I have to do that because. So I, I really, really, really love that. So for the women who are going through some darkness of, of their life, you know, what are some things that helped you on your journey to, to find that light and to create that light, not only for yourself, now you're doing it for others, Samantha. Yeah, I think uh, as women, I, you know, I, I don't want to speak collectively for women, but it's the thing I've seen my whole life, whether it's a family member, a friend, or just clients, anything is we as women struggle collectively to enlist support to ask for help. We, whether we have children or not, whatever our role is, we find a pattern in being able to do it all or die trying. And so for me, there were a few moments in my life where um, I knew that I needed help, whether it was through, you know, I'm, I'm a big supporter of therapy and all my clients, I said, if you want to do this deep work, you need a therapist when we go through this, like you need that support. So yeah, for me, it was really, understanding that I needed the support to get through it. Um, I needed to ask for help. I needed to do things differently than I'd always done them because what I was doing wasn't working. I would, yes, you know, on paper was excelling. I became the vice president of a company out in New York. I was doing great financially, all these things, but it was nothing that I would choose. You know, yes, I would choose success, but not in this way. And yes, I would love this amount of money, but not when someone's signing my checks, that's not what I wanted. And so I allowed myself to go through breakdowns when I needed to and, and get gains support so that I could make changes. And I think there's, I can't remember the quote verbatim. It is a Deepak Chopra quote, I want to say, but it is basically on the lines that change is destructive. Oftentimes it is a destructive force. Um, again, there are levels of this and levels of the experience that one will have, but generally it means something must be, it's samsara, right? Something needs to be destroyed in order to rebirth something new. 
And so I just feel like my life is a series of, of that cyclical, uh, you know, birth, destruction, rebirth, and, and so forth, that kind of feminine uh, embodiment of that cycle. And so it's been an amazing journey to bring that awareness to the fact that we are constantly evolving and, and in that evolution, we need to allow things to change and be destroyed and be rebirthed over and over again. Wow. And, and I'm recognizing myself in that story so much, you know, it's, it's no surprise, like how aligned we are, Samantha. And I'm wondering, because I feel like sometimes we forget that this is a part of life, right? The rebirth, the destruction, because I feel like sometimes we get to the point or to the moments that our life is good and you're like oh wow finally I'm in good relationship or I have good finances or I have a good health and then I feel like we are <laughs> yes everything yeah. like gets like vanished and it, it, it's never you're starting from zero you're not because you already learned and grown and you're a different person but when you're going through that, like that you're feeling like everything is getting like, like falling apart and everything is being destructed. How do you stay in a fade? How do you remember this is just a part of the process? There is nothing wrong with you because again, not generalizing, but as women, we always, you know, like look at us and like, there's something wrong with me. I'm not enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty, whatever it is. Right. And we are blaming ourselves. So how do you remember and how do you stay, you know, I don't want to say even positive, but like staying in trust and faith when you're going through another rebirth and destruction? How do you know that this is not going to last and literally destroy you? There are two components that have helped me greatly and two components that I see lend a lot of strength to especially women going through this, which is the first is there's our brains are wired to look for threats. If we have any level of trauma, right, then we, you know, if we walk by bushes and suddenly you hear a rustle and, and someone comes out and attacks you and you get away with barely your life, the next time you even see bushes, you have given bushes meaning. If you hear a rustle, forget it. There is a threat. So we carry that through all of our experiences, scanning our brains, that subconscious, that midbrain is scanning for threats. And so it is a discipline to reframe that and think differently. And, and part of doing that is consciously bringing awareness to what is the evidence that I am safe? What is the evidence that I've been through tough times and I was okay? And it actually served me. That's why gratitude practices are so powerful. It's saying, I am so grateful for this thing that was destroyed, this relationship, this job, this opportunity, because I have seen time and time again, it served me. And I have, and then that leads us to the other component, which is the faith. You know, it's like, how do you keep the faith? You keep faith in your life, whether you are religious or spiritual or whatever you believe in, keeping that greater vision of the fact that you are protected and that whatever that higher power is, they know best right? That's where the trust comes in is how many times, and we could sit here now, anyone who's listening, think of times that went totally sideways and then you got to see the outcome and why, mm -hmm. right? And, and continuously bringing awareness to that and then staying in the faith in the higher power that, that you are divinely guided through everything. And, and it's easy for me to say, 
you know, I have close friends who have lost children, who have lost spouses, who have been diagnosed with cancer, like things beyond horrific. And so for me to say, well, you just have the faith, but at the end of the day, there is always a duality in every experience. There just is, even when it's that horrific, there's always something, um, you know, like the, what is it? The, um, Lotus, you know, like thriving out of the mud, there's always something birthed out of a tragedy out of an experience like that. And so that those two components really helped me through. Um, and kind of like you said, very early on in this conversation, just kind of turning inward to yourself saying, take a minute, breathe, feel yourself sitting in the chair, like feel yourself in your body for just a second. So we don't do that. Right. Mm -hmm. So the presence factor, presence is all we actually have. We don't have anything else. Right. And so if we can acknowledge that and bring awareness to the moment as it is, mm -hmm. it, it really helps us to keep moving because everything is always okay. And if it's not okay, it's, it's not the end. Mm -hmm. I love that. You're such a quote lover like me, Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I feel like at the beginning of my journey, when I was struggling, you know, so much with the depression, anxiety, eating disorder, toxic marriage, like quotes were something that was keeping me going. I was like a, such a quote junkie. Like I would be like going through Pinterest and Instagram all the time. Like it's over a decade ago. So um, now it's even more accessible, but I, I love that. And I hear that, you know, it's no matter what you're going through, there is always a light and there is something that we can do to alchemize it and to transmute it you know we met at the mastermind and I'm not sure if you were in the room uh, when I was sharing about my miscarriage you know what you don't know is that that was like Friday and Saturday on Monday I had a second miscarriage from the same pregnancy and I didn't know I had twins mm -hmm. so I was thinking on the mastermind that I was going like oh I started my period but I was actually starting to miscarry my second baby. So that was just like, there was so much grief and so much pain for me. And I have learned so much. And me and my husband, we deepen our relationship on a level that I couldn't even imagine. So there are things that we will be going through life and there will be pain, but we don't have to suffer and sit in that and be alone. And I know that you went through your, you know, part of also pain and you transmuted it as something very life-giving because as you were mentioning the traumas, I know that you also help people to heal and release traumas through storytelling. And you are such an amazing author and, you know, publisher and supporter. And I feel like you gave me such a very loving without even knowing slap in the face <laughs> when you were speaking. that's amazing thank you <laughs> when you were speaking because it was just like you made me feel and and this is like what you did without knowing okay when I heard you speaking you made me feel like I'm selfish by not sharing my story and by sitting in that guilt and shame from the past and not sharing the whole story because what would people think and this is really bad and I shouldn't you know and so I feel like by you sharing your story you gave me I didn't write my book yet it's 
you know, it's, it's in the making. I know there's a perfect timing for that. I published collective book that became bestseller, which I'm super thankful for, for our soulful success online experience this September. Um, my book, it's still in making. I feel like there's still parts of me that get to be like healed and forgiven. So why, like why writing a book helped you to heal and how are you now helping others to heal? Because I am still not like thousand percent convinced that the things that I have done, I can really share them, you know, publicly. So like, talk to, like, talk me through that, like your story and some of your clients, maybe, you know, like, how did you help them to heal and release the traumas? And I know it also helped you to not only heal, but also raise your abundance and impact many other people. Well, and you know better than anyone the abundance we attract when we are unconditionally loving of self and we step in unapologetically to self right you this is a lot i think from what i know about you you help women do um i first want to acknowledge how inspired i am by you because i did know part of that story and you still showed up and you were vulnerable and you were open and you truly embody everything you teach. And I think that's what really drew me to you was that you were not there to be a guru of any sort. You just embodied what you teach to others and the healing that you bring to other women. And that's why women trust you. And that's why they want to be with you and around you and connect to you. So I just wanted to acknowledge you. And I can't imagine how hard that was. And the fact that you can still bring awareness around the duality of that experience is really powerful. And, and that is the segue into the answer of the question, which is, is how does telling your story help you heal? And that if you, if anyone has read my book or you're familiar with my book, the last effect, it really, the method is about releasing. It's about my hill that I will die on, which is the solution to our problems is not found in adding more. It's found in letting go and releasing and shedding old conditioning that isn't ours, generational traumas and patterns and, and behaviors that aren't our own. They're not our identity. And so part of that declutter, so to speak, is the releasing of shame, the releasing of all of these, um, again, inherited beliefs about ourselves. And without going down a huge tangent, a lot of there are a lot of people out there preaching around personal development using certain terminology and approaches that are actually extremely shame inducing. Mm -hmm. And they put us in that very toxic masculine of competition, like they're a little hustle, a little competition, a little bit of that is, can be healthy to an extent, but overall this notion of self-sabotage when, you know, we're not trying to harm ourselves. We're actually trying to keep ourselves safe, right? Or um, just adopt a new mindset. And it's like, but you're still operating from a very wounded, misaligned identity that is not yours. So you're going to keep going back and you're going to keep feeling like a failure, right? Over and over. And that's shame inducing and an imposter syndrome saying, just push through, just push through. What if that's not your path? What if that's the sign that you're actually still in people pleasing mode to show up where everyone else wants you because you can be nervous and scared and about to go on stage somewhere, but feel very much like you belong. Right. So there are these notions that really 
push us into so much shame um, just for the, the, the driver of success. Um, when in reality, if we can pinpoint this and release a lot of it and just step into that truth, which can be scary by the way, but it doesn't feel imposter. It feels very right. Albeit scary. Um, then the abundance is a byproduct. It just comes right. So the healing part of it through writing a book is I break my publishing program down into two phases. And very simply, it is a phase one of we are diving into the feminine energy of creation. We are forgetting that there's any third party consumption of any sort. And through that, I am in partnership with this author, right? And we go through the story and we alchemize that into healing because eventually it does become in phase two, more of the masculine of logistics and things, but how do we get this out to the world to make that impact? And the, the whole concept of meaning making in psychology is that if you can take that story and you can impact one life, you have healed a part of that wound. You have healed a part of that wound that you will not pass on to future generations. And so can, you can't even imagine once, you know, I know when I wrote my first book, it was, and I told a little bit of that story at the mastermind. It was, um, I could have never told that story on stage prior to writing the book. I needed to go through that very sacred process to get it out of me and release it. So it no longer was inside me. And then when I could see other people reading it and then instead of saying, whoa, you're crazy or whoa, you're messed up. They said, oh my gosh, me too. Oh my gosh, this gave me permission. I was a new person. And I, from that day forward, understood the healing power of vulnerable storytelling, whether you're writing a book or not, your story, the, the chances that you're born are so slim. You are not here to just exist. <laughs> you are here to be in connection with others. And we are here to help each other heal. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Like my heart is just like, you know, bursting with so much gratitude for you, Samantha, like really, this is just such a beautiful thing to be witnessing woman who is walking in her purpose and is living a legacy and shifting lives. And you're doing it natural by being yourself and living in your gifts. That's what I really truly wish for everyone and every woman to be living, not like as you, but the way of living you have created for yourself, you know, nothing is perfect and you keep showing up then you keep impacting and you keep learning and growing and expanding and you are doing it in such a beautiful and loving way and i know that you are saving so many lives and you're creating such a beautiful like ripple effect of you know what one author that is working with you is creating like all the lives that you're you know saving and bettering it's so beautiful so for people who want to get more of you, because like I could be literally sitting here with you all day and just like talking and I would not get tired <laughs> because you are so amazing and your energy is so loving, so kind. And also like no BS. I love that about you. It's there's so much truth into what you're sharing and what you're creating. So for those who are listening and maybe there is a book on their heart or maybe they just want to hear your healing story and get inspired, what are the best ways to find you, connect with you? And are you creating anything right now that people can join? Like, do you have any workshops, any one-on-one, something that they can do to work with you? There are several ways. The, the main way to kind of dip your toe in, if you are curious just about 
writing a book. I, I can't tell you, Petia, how many people contact me to say, even from the mastermind too, say, you know, I didn't know if I wanted to write a book, but whatever you're talking about, that healing journey, I need that, right? And so they kind of organically evolve in that way. And then a book comes out of it, which is so beautiful because the driver really is in their heart and their purpose and not in a dollar sign or success. So um, the best way to kind of start is to go to my Instagram account. I am Samantha Joy. And there is a free writing guide in there that you can look at and and really what that is about. This isn't like tips and tricks about writing solely, you know, kind of because you were at my talk that it's a partnership. There is a sacred you know, approach to it, or at least that's how I feel is it's a very sacred approach. And there's a lot of, of uh, tips in there around that, because like I always say, we live in the age of technology. So you could really just go on YouTube and figure out how to write a book if you really wanted to. However, it is our identity, our belief in self, our why, all of those things that actually push something like this forward, push our true self forward to emerge to the world. So that guide is going to help you not only in some of the logistics, but also in the uh, sacred rituals and routines and just your um, structure around writing it from the sacred place. So that that's number one. Um, outside of that, I run seasonal book cohorts. So you can just stay tuned following me there on Instagram for when I launch my next one next year. Mm, beautiful, Samantha. I just got like whole body goosebumps because I absolutely love the way you're you're looking at the world and what you're embodying in your life and that everything in your life, it's sacred and it's ritual and it's filled with gratitude. So thank you for all the hearts that you are healing and all the books that you are sending into the world. And I know that you and me, we are talking about my book being birthed. Coming. <laughs> so, thank you. And, so and I, I want to, I want to just tell you quickly that I think you, and I see this a lot, you're in the phase of living out your story and then the right time will come where you're ready to tell it. And I, I truly believe it's not something to be rushed again. It's very sacred. So I, I want to honor you and your story that's unfolding right now. It's really beautiful. Thank you. I love that. I feel like the theme of today, it's like no rush, right? <laughs> no yeah. rush in life. And it's something that like, I, I am truly feeling, I know there is a book and I also know there is a divine timing for everything. And there are still chapters there unfolding that get to be part of that book. So it's, I, I really honor you for being so honest and so loving and not rushing. And just like, I know, like there is deep knowingness in your heart and you see people for who they are and who they can become. So Samantha, thank you for everything. Thank you so much. This was so wonderful. I appreciate you. <laughs>